This is Tuesday Night Revival Service recorded April the 20th, 2021 with Reverend Dennis Wilson Revival Services for such a time as this part number four. Here's Reverend Dennis. Amen. Well, glory to God. Do you feel that way about Jesus tonight? I say, do you feel that way about Jesus tonight? If you'll give me just a few moments to bring this word to you, my uh, wonderful folks up there. I'm going to be reading out of 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, 13th through the 16th verse. The first verse, I've got it right tonight, 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5. And then Hebrews, the 11th chapter, because last night I gave them the wrong scripture, so I'm um, being self-effacing and admitting my mistake. Do you love the Lord? Tomorrow night, we're going to have this up there for them because I just, right before church, the Holy Ghost put this in my spirit. I believe that last night, and then before I even say another word, Father, thank you for what you did last night, but thank you for what you're going to do tonight. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's enduring. Thank you that you're a God. Everyone watching, everyone here, thank you that you are a supernatural God. I thank you, Father, and give you all the glory. All the praise, thank you for strength. Let your words fill my mouth tonight. And I pray for the anointing to hit every ear. Lord, these are such, Lord, even the word important is is trite compared to how serious the times are. Thank you for letting me be at pine level this week. Thank you for the church and the leaders and the pastor. And bless their giving, Father. I haven't talked about that, but thank you for them in Jesus' name. And when we'll talk about that, thank you, Pastor, for uh, mentioning the box out front. I am a firm believer in giving. I'm a believer in sowing and reaping. Don't you ever let anybody say that that's not real. You sow corn, you get corn. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. There's a divine blessing that's connected to giving. And I'm not afraid to say that because I'm not, that's not my motive and God knows it. I will tell you, it's real. Last evening, for, for the several, the last three nights, there's been a reoccurring theme in my spirit from the Holy Ghost. And God knows exactly what he's doing with this church. He knew everyone that's going to be watching, everyone that's here tonight. If he doesn't come or we don't leave the earth, those that are going to be here tomorrow night. We've already talked about how important these times are. I've said it numerous times. That nothing will ever be the same. I want to thank you for coming out tonight. But I believe that you're here by divine destiny. I don't say that trite. I know that uh, the bodies get wore out. But I pray tonight a supernatural strength gets a hold of you tonight. That if you're sitting there suffering and tired and fatigued in any way. That the Holy Ghost gives you ears to hear what God has to say tonight. Because he knows my heart tonight. If he wanted to just lay me out in the Holy Spirit and do his work, I'm all for that. I want him to change all of us, including myself. I just noticed when you got displaced back there, brother, I'm used to seeing you on the front row. I'm telling you young people, we're going to do a song for you guys tomorrow. We ought to practice one together. That's what we ought to do. Most of you saying yes, my my big friend saying no, but you just come along with him. Shook his hand a while ago. How old are you? How old? Oh my gosh. Y'all growing big up here. 
I shook his hands. I said, if anything happens, you're on my side. We're going to do a song together tomorrow night. Thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. So there have been certain reoccurring things that has been in my spirit. And I, I don't, I'm not playing games here tonight and that I came into whim in, whim out, get your money and fulfill my calling. I want God to send a real move of the Holy Ghost here. I am serious about it and God's serious about it. God's serious about you tonight. He's serious about this church. He's serious about your bodies, your finances. And most of all, he's serious about eternity. He invested his son to get us ready for eternity. Because days are so short and few. But there have been certain things that God has put in my spirit that I may say other places, but I know the difference. I know when it becomes a reoccurring theme in my spirit by the Holy Ghost. And last night, I want to refer to the scripture that I use after my 30-minute introduction. But Romans 12 and 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we talked about last night that the word renew means to renovate. When you renovate, you don't patch up the old. You tear out the old to put in the... And the fact of the matter is, everybody smile at me. All of us have had to have renovations in our mind. When we're afraid for God to lead us from glory to glory, that's when we get in trouble with God. Because that's what Israel did. They refused to accept the glory that God gave them from place to place. So we don't have, I'm not talking about doctrine, I'm talking about revelation. Jesus came back to heal Lazarus, I mean to raise Lazarus. Remember they sent the word and said, come and heal Lazarus. And Jesus seemingly ignored their request. And he continued on about his business. Finally Lazarus died, the word gets to Jesus. And that Lazarus died, then Jesus says, let's go back. Doubting Thomas, every church has one. Said, let's go back so that we can die with him. Don't you love pessimists? I love you guys. So Thomas, the same one that said, I won't believe, said, let's go back so we can die with him. Jesus goes back and he meets Mary and Martha. And, and she says, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus says these words, which is my, ever since I was a young boy, called to preach. I'll never forget the Lord spoke this to me many years ago. My first revival, I was 11 years of age. I'll never forget. It's been 28, 29 years. I'll never forget the Lord told me this and I've never forgotten. He said, said I not unto thee that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Listen. So Jesus says to them, your brother will live again. 
And they said, yes, Lord, at the resurrection, he's coming up. And Jesus utters those words we all use. I am the resurrection. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he Now just stay with me now because God's given me a word for you guys tonight. I know this is what God gave me for you all tonight. So Jesus says that to them. That's when he goes to the tomb. John 11.35, Jesus weeps. He didn't weep because Lazarus was dead. He wept because they didn't understand the revelation of resurrection. They had a revelation of him as a healer. If you can get to me, if you can get to Lazarus before he reaches a certain point, you can change the situation. But once he gets past a certain point, it's too late. The revelation went to that point. If you, if you, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Everybody say if. The trouble is, they had a revelation of him as the healer, but not as the resurrection. God allows us to go through certain things to, to broaden our revelation of who he is. Some of you here tonight have no problem believing that he is able to save to the uttermost. But some of us say, but if we go past a certain point, if the doctor says this, or if this happens, it's too late. But with God, there are no ifs. Give the Lord a clap off and a praise. So Jesus was about to give them a revelation of another part of who he was. Not just the healer, but the resurrection. Look at your neighbor and say, God is in the business of increasing our revelation. We get in trouble when we don't let him increase our revelation of who he is. So that's when he goes to the tomb. I love this story. It says, roll away the stone. And because they were still trapped in that if, now it's too late. They said, by this time he stinketh. King James Version. Stinketh. Don't you like that word? Everybody, anybody ever know anybody that stinketh? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Sorry. So by this time he stinks. This is the Middle East, Jesus. He'd been dead four days. Decomposition has already started. It's going to be a bad scene if you open that door. It ain't going to be pretty. We're going to lose our members. 
We're going to lose everybody and we're about to get a bad name. So Jesus knows the composition of nature. He created it. So he says, roll away the stone. They gripe. Oh, God's about to give somebody a miracle here tonight. And in obedience, and I, I, I love it because I, I, just, I just see this. I can almost see them. <laughs> you know, there was none of this uh, salve under the nose thing that the, that the doctors use in the mortician. I, you go first. No, I ain't touching that door. Y'all with me? Reluctantly, they obeyed because they griped. But they're like. And they're rolling away the stone. Expecting a putrid smell to fill their nostrils. But something else had already got ready to take place. Now, this is the Jesus that's in this house tonight. So he says, roll away the stone. They roll away the stone. And I love this because I know, I know, I know God has a sense of humor. If you don't believe it, everybody look at Brother Hines. <laughs> look at the person to your left. No, don't, 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 don't do it. God has a sense of humor. And then he cries with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Somebody gave a, 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 a commentary. I, I, I assume it's good. It, it's right. It sounds theological that if Jesus hadn't elaborated on the specific name, that every dead person in that graveyard would have came out. So I love this because they would wrap them like a mummy. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way, The Mummy. You didn't need to know that, did you? So he comes out, I love this, bouncing. They're all going into cardiac arrest. And Jesus says, loose him and let him go. They go back to the village and the whole town shows up for a Holy Ghost revival. Not because of, of Mary and Martha, the Bible says, but because the great notable, and this is what happened. Then the Pharisees, because of, of the testimony that Lazarus had, then they sought to kill the story. Don't you know the devil has been trying to kill our story? But I got news, revival is going to break out. He cannot kill the testimony of Jesus of Nazareth. Well, glory to God. So everybody get ready tonight. I'm not going to preach real long, but I'm going to give you this word. Everybody say, our God, our God is a supernatural God. So today, we're going to have this ready for you tomorrow night. Today, the Lord told me to do this for this church. I've never written this before tonight, right before church. I've never did it at another church. But the Lord so put this in my spirit for you all. Because this is the battleground. 
right here. If you can get past the natural man trying to tell you what makes sense. I've been talking about it for two services. If you can get past what the devil says is reality and what God says is truth, I tell you there is nothing impossible with God in your life, in your family's life, in your bodies, in your soul, in your finances. There is nothing impossible. So right here, this is the battleground. Right here. Because how many of you have ever heard a sermon you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Pastor Barbie. <laughs> you might say that anyway, but anyway. <laughs> so tonight, this is all jumbled, but tomorrow night, we're going to have it. You just keep that scripture up there. We're going to have this in, in right order because right before church, the Lord said, write this out. So we're going to read tomorrow night, and I'm going to read it to you now, and you can repeat it after me in a minute. This is a declaration for my mind. Today, I declare this over my mind. Say that. Today, I declare this over my mind. That I have the mind of Christ. Today, I declare my mind is renewed. My mind is reserved to the things of God. It is refreshed. It is redeemed. And my mind is the mind of Jesus. Glory to God. My mind is not contradictory to the word of God. I will declare that today. I will cast down every thought. That is against the will of God. And in my mind. I bring it under subjection to the word of God almighty. Oh, glory to God. I declare this today over my mind. Today, I am not confused. I am not confused. I am not in error. I will not follow deception. I have the mind of Christ. My mind is covered by the blood of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. I have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. And having said all that, I'm going to preach to you part B. I'm going to talk to you tonight for just a few moments before we pray for you. I'm going to talk to you about the supernatural side of God. I'm going to talk to you tonight about his power leaving the natural realm and moving in the supernatural realm where there is nothing impossible with him. Everybody say there's nothing. Impossible. Tonight I declare the word of God over everybody's mind. I declare the word of God over everybody's thoughts here tonight. And before I read these opening scriptures, go to 2 Corinthians, real, uh, uh, first, that, uh, first Corinthians, whatever it is that I told you. 1 Corinthians, second chapter. Because yesterday I got it confused. Everybody read this out loud. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Hang right there. 
He was saying, I didn't come with great articulation that would move you with my vernacular and how good I can enunciate and I can impress you with my vocabulary. I didn't come with you trying to impress you with the knowledge. I, I was part of the Sanhedrin council. I know the law. I came to you not with all of these things, not with this wisdom, but this is how he came. Second verse. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why did he say that? Y'all with me now? I know you're, you're good listeners. He said that because when you fill your mind with other things other than the word of God, many times they do not gel. Because the natural mind would say, hey, wait a minute, that don't make sense. But Jesus says, wait a minute, I don't make sense, but I can show you my glory. The natural mind says, Lazarus stinks by now. But the spiritual man says, but I'm about to show you resurrection. I came tonight on this Tuesday night by the Holy Ghost to tell you that God is raising up a people. He is renewing our mind and we're about to see the supernatural part of God. Because we believe God. The trouble with this is that doubt and unbelief many times have a familiar voice. Smile. And they have a familiar face. And they will try to talk you out of your miracle. I don't want anybody talking me out of my family's miracle. I don't want anybody saying, well, your son, your daughter, they just may never get saved or your body may never be healed. I want to find somebody that's been in the word of God that says, I know what it looks like, but I know what God has declared. I'm going to believe God. Come on, church, give God a clap offering. Now this message is going to go against your grain. Because it's going to contradict your natural upbringing. Brother Barbie, you're 65? 66. What a handsome man for 66. Look at all these people say amen. And his wife too. I'll throw that in. She's not 66. No, she's letting you know. The enemy will take your whole 66 years and try to condition you to think like the world. That's why we have such a hard time with people. Because, and let me just tell you that everybody smile at me. Maturity is not age. I know some people that have been around long and still don't have any Christian maturity. They cannot grasp what God is doing is because they're so trapped in carnal mindset. You listen to me. But I declare to you what God is about to do on planet earth is going to be such of a supernatural nature. It will take people who say, I believe God. Come on, give him a clap off and a praise. 
So the reason this is the way that it is, is that because your whole life, you are taught to think in certain terms. You are taught to reason. And, and reason's good. Don't you dare. Listen, there are t there's a time to reason. But when it comes to God, you cannot miss your miracle by reasoning out your miracle. So Paul says, I, don't, I determine not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why are you saying that, Paul? Because some of the things I was taught are detrimental to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you know that the only threat to the kingdom of darkness is not a church on pine level? Not a church on every corner. Not a ministry. Not a singer. Not an evangelist. The only threat to the kingdom of darkness is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what the devil is afraid of is that he tries to keep us so intoxicated with this world that we miss what God is trying to tell us. I'm telling you, some of you are about to step into a new realm with God. You're about to see things you never saw before. You used to say, if you'd have been here, that would have happened. But before it's over, you're going to say, I know it's already happened. But there is no limit with you. You are God. So he had smile. I love you guys. I really, I'm not just saying that. I do. Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. Nobody... Thank you very much. So he had to say this. For I determined. I made up my mind. I can't know anything among you but Jesus Christ. Because all of this learning I've gotten floods him out. Now later on he was able to use the prophetic to, when he was in the temple to try to argue the prophetic place of Jesus but if he allowed his reasoning as a Hebrew of the Hebrews and a part of the Sanhedrin council to get a hold of him, he would miss his miracle. Smile. If anybody of my friends that are watching around the world, your friends, or you're here tonight, I know precious people that have been taught that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is not of God like we teach it. Good people. They don't believe in speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. They don't understand. I just posted this yesterday. That one of the most powerful additions to your anointing to build you up is praying in the Holy Ghost. Because when you pray in English, the devil can form a counterattack on what you're praying about. But when you pray, speak in misery, the devil has no idea on what God is telling you. And he's planning something that the devil can't contradict. So when you pray in the spirit, he doesn't know what's going on. And he has no attack to come against that. And yet wonderful people... Many of them have been taught you can't speak in tongues or to the devil. Smile, everybody. My precious friends on Facebook. But I tell you that the same Holy Spirit that fell on the day of Pentecost, that filled the whole place, that ushered out of their mouth, is still around in 2021. And we need him now more than ever. So Paul says... 
I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The next verse. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. The next verse. And my speech. Now everybody read this with me. And my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Because I'm going to tell you right now, he was a brilliant man. But he did not try to articulate his way into their spirit. But he said, I come not in man's wisdom, not in human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Give God glory, church. Come on. So what we have to do is we have to suppress the temptation to be so smart. Uh, let me tell you a story I probably shared, but God told me to do it, and I'm going to obey God because I'm not going to keep you long. I'm going to pray for a few minutes. Y'all with me? Yeah. I told you uh, in, in, uh, in May when I was here last because it just had happened in one of the services that I did here. And I was in San Antonio, Dr. Charles Flowers, God is raising up this man with a great church in San Antonio uh, uh, to be a voice in America and around the world. He takes me out to lunch. I ministered at church. He said, I got to tell you about my friend that I'm writing a book about in, 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 uh, in the islands. He said, they have a rather large church, several thousand. And, he, and I, I do the islands a lot. I minister. You talking about having church? <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> you might as well get ready, especially with their music. Amen. Come on, Pine Level. I love that. Say that again. So they're, they're, all, when, when they're all singing. They're rejoicing. I do a lot in Barbados. A lot of them came and he mentioned this last night for 20 years, TV, and a lot. I've been in some services where angels have been seen, miracles happen, and the glory of God where they were having Holy Ghost meeting. All of a sudden, about right here, a woman drops dead. Now, if that won't affect your meeting, I mean, you're just, boom, boom. It's, that's it. You might, well, it's, it's almost over. The pastor was in the green room, and a lot of people think that's facetious and, and arrogant. No, because there's sometimes, as the man of God, you don't want to be around people before you preach. I love shaking hands with people. You, I, I, I promise you, I love that you can see that. Uh, uh, I was part of a church and pastor. There were several thousand. I was the only pastor. I'd go through the congregation. I love that. I love that. But there's sometimes, there are some people I don't want to meet before I preach. I, I've been fighting the devil all day long. I don't need to fight you too. You're so sweet. <laughs> Just say glory. Glory. There you go. So she's laying there. That'll put a damper on your service. One of the ladies, a couple nurses came up. And uh, about right where you're seated. I forgot your name, but you're from Port you're, you're Portuguese. Maria. Maria. No comprende Portuguese. Now I barely speak Spanish. Forget it. So they said, should we go get pastor? And he wasn't trying to be arrogant. He just wanted to spend time. And they're all worshiping. They said, no, let's try to work with her. For 30 minutes, now they're telling me this story. They're uh, CPR and the nurses are trying to revive her and trying to bring her back to life. 
So in about 30 minutes later, here comes the pastor. And they, they, they told me other stories about this man of God. And I want to meet him one day if he's not gone to heaven in the, in the last couple of years. So he stops about right there, brother, sees her and walks quickly toward her. One of the nurses, I'm a little ambiguous, but I think it was one of the nurses, got up, ran to meet him halfway. If you'd have been here. But what they said, pastor, we're sorry. It's too late. She's already dead. She got the dip out, but not the end. Because the man of God took his big hand and slaps her across the mouth. Not to slap her, but to cover her mouth. And stops her from completing the word dead. And says this to her. Woman, don't you mess with my faith. What we, go ahead give Jesus a clap offering. What we have got to tell this generation is that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And don't you mess with my faith. Because some people act like they belong to the first church of the Frigidaire. It's all right. I can believe you for salvation, but I can't go any farther. Get ready. You're about to see things you ain't never seen before. God's not done pouring out his glory. Don't you want some on your life? How would you like some of you right now? I was in a service. I was in a service. The Lord gave me a word for a girl about education. And a strange word. I hardly ever talk about that. But the Lord gave me a word for this. And she stood up and said, what you don't know is that I've been trying to get into a certain school. And there was a hundred and something people ahead of me for the grant. This was a Monday night. hundred and something people ahead of me. She comes back Tuesday and then Wednesday comes up crying. She says, I want to tell you what happened. Between Monday and Wednesday, all 100 people dropped out. And God gave me the grant. We allow people to say, wait, if you'd have been here. So he claps his hand over her mouth and says, woman, don't you mess with my faith. There are some of you that need to stop reading some texts that are sent to you. You need to stop reading some things on the news that say everything's going down. I got news for you. God's about to send a Holy Ghost revival. If he has to raise up brand new churches, somebody is going to be full of the Holy Ghost. So this person, this person, and what we don't understand is the enemy is trying to kill your faith. You can go to a Holy Ghost church service and meet the wrong person at the door and go home depressed. Or the wrong
wrong texts come in or the wrong news and the enemy will try to unplug everything that God has poured into your mind. But I tell you that we're not here by just wisdom. We are here because we serve a supernatural God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above and he wants to do it in this generation. walks over to her. The woman didn't get mad. I don't know what she thought. But he said, woman, don't you mess with my faith. He cut her off. Now you don't have to be rude. But the next time somebody starts telling you how to die rather than live, cut them off. If they start pronouncing the end of your story before God does, because we're all going to die if Jesus doesn't come. We're all going to go to heaven if Jesus doesn't, if, if, if we don't arrive by the rapture. I understand that. But they did, on, when, when Jairus' daughter was dead, they brought Jesus the word, don't come, it's already too late. They brought her an end of her story that God did not write. Jesus ignored their story and said, wait a minute, I got another ending to this story. I am the resurrection and the life. I don't know who Diane is, but I pray God God touched Diane in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. So he comes over to her. Now it's been 30 or 40 minutes, and I'm not trying to be morbid, but she's been expired that long. Looks at her, looks at the congregation, and says, Church, we're going to pray. And he says, Church, for the next few moments, I want you to declare life. So the church collectively, until it went past their mind and got into their spirit, they began to say life. What some of you need to do is to find somebody that it leaves your mind and gets into your spirit. But my God is able. My son is coming home. My daughter is going to be saved. I am going to get my miracle. We are going to have revival. The church will be filled with his glory. So he said, that's why. I looked up the word when I was writing this tonight. I looked up the word profession and proclamation. A declaration, rather. Profession is a religion. I've looked at it because I've never written this before. And I'm going to get it in order so we can do it tomorrow night in, in order. I looked up the just before church. A, a, a profession is a religious term when you get ready to join a church. And that's all fine. But a declaration is a legal thing. Where you are declaring a legal fact. Some of you need to quit listening to what the enemy on the witness stand has said about your life and your health and your family and your church. You need to raise your hand and say, wait a minute. I represent the court of heaven. And he said, I shall live and not die and declare the glory of God. Because we represent a higher court here today. If we don't, let's go home. So he has them say, life. Everybody say, life. Oh, that was really good. Seriously. Young people say, life. life. Come on, say, life. 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 
They said it over and over again. Come on, say it again, life. Everybody say life. life. How do you say life in Portuguese? Vida, that's in Spanish, too. the same thing in it almost. Everybody say life. life. Say it again, life. life. The whole church started saying life. Then after about 30 minutes, now it's been over an hour, he looks down at her, and I'm already crying. I don't even know the end of the story, but I feel the Holy Ghost. Because I know the same God in the book of Acts is the same God that's in my generation. And he is not done. So in the authority and not by natural wisdom, not interested in what people, by this time she's already stinking. By this time you're going to get embarrassed. I love the story. Oh my God. When Reinhard Bonnke was doing the service, how many ever seen that video? Not one of my favorite preachers of all time was Reinhard Bonnke. To be with him in services a couple times and to minister with him was one of the highest honor of my life. God, his head, that German thing, God. I mean, how many know who Ryan Harbonk is? And such, he's won over, what, over 5 million to, G, I mean, 100 million in Africa. And now Daniel taking his place. Anyway, they bring, they bring a dead body. They, that's, they interview everybody on the, on, in, in the country. They interview the mortician. And, and they, they're filming, they're filming the service. They're, and because of the humidity, they have the, the, the man embalmed. They're taking him to bury him, but they stop by a Holy Ghost meeting where God is still God. Well, we don't say, he, if you'd have been here, he's God up to this limit. No, we're declaring to our generation, he is still God. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. He is God. He's a supernatural God. Would you like to some of you here tonight for your sons and daughters to text you and say, I got to come home. I got to give my heart to Jesus or to go home and find something in your body has been supernaturally healed by the power of God or people that you never thought would come in the house of God can't understand it, but they come in because of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. And I love this and Reinhardt with his German accent and I, I've never been an anointing like this in my whole life, never. Starts preaching about Jesus and the guy. I, 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 I've seen the film because part of it was uh, just shot accidentally. And then they did a whole thing about it because it was such a testimony. To make a long story short, every time he would say the name of Jesus, the body started twitching. Now, now some of you have a little. The same yesterday, today, and forever. The same in the book of Acts. The same in the book of Kings. The same God, Jehovah, the same God that visited Peter in prison and opened the door is the same God that's at pine level, PHC, on a Tuesday night. He has not changed. Give him glory. Somebody's going to have a significant back healing in your back. Glory to God. I just heard that. Thank you, Father. Everybody say amen. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Amen. So every time he'd say the name of Jesus. Now they interviewed the mortician. I love this part. Because he didn't want to be on camera. He said, I don't even want to be around those people. I embalmed him in his accent. 
I embalmed this man. I don't even want to be around him because I know. And every time the name of Jesus was mentioned, the man would twitch. And in the middle of the service, while the glory of the Holy Ghost was moving, he said so. I can hear a pin drop right now. Why not today? I was in a service the other day. A lady couldn't walk. She had a walker just to keep her steady. They brought her. She's about 90. They brought her forward. And she was crying, not because of the, of the injury, because she thought she's going to fall. I said, you're not going to fall. We won't let you. She, kept, we, we, she was bawling. Because, you know, when you fall in an elderly lady like that, she said, I'm just afraid I'm going to fall. I said, we're not going to let you fall. They brought it for prayer. I promise you, the more prayer that went on by everybody, the more joy. She started lifting her legs. And before it was done, she was dancing in the Holy Ghost all across the front. So he has them say, life. Everybody say life. Come on, give me about 10, 5, 10 minutes. I'm going to close. So then he looks down at her and says, after about 30 minutes of saying life, everybody say it again, life. life. It, it got into their spirit. Because if you think that automatically the devil's going to let go of your mind, he's been messing with your mind all your life. Then he uses friends and family and media and natural common sense to keep messing with your mind. Believe God for this, but ooh, that, that's a little out of my realm. Pastor, close the meeting down. So all of a sudden, then he looks at her and says, In the mighty name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of death. In the mighty name of Jesus, life come back into you. And I'm weeping by this time. And the, my friend talked about flying down and interviewing everybody for the, for the book. She sets up. She testifies. I was already in heaven. I was going to Jesus. And he was coming to me. And he stops me. And she, she said, What's wrong, Lord? He says, you can't come any farther because my people are calling you back to life. Many times we have not because we ask not. Because we forget that he is a supernatural. The word supernatural means an event or recurrence outside of natural ability. Not explained by any scientific evidence. So I'm telling you here tonight. That the enemy has tried to condition us. That we believe up to a certain point. And all the time the scripture says, and the earnest expectation of the manifestation, the world looks for the manifestations in the sons of God. They want to see the power of God. They want to see a Jesus that just doesn't move you in a song service, but makes you be sweet to your husband. That makes you be sweet to your wife. That makes you love your neighbor. And that gives you miracles. Somebody put your hand together for Jesus. It got real quiet right there.
Let me close. Everybody say supernatural. supernatural. That your faith. Put Hebrews up 11 chapter real quick and we're closing. Hebrews 11 and 1. And we're going to quickly go through several. I'll just tell you to, to skip. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Everybody say supernatural. supernatural. Say my mind, my mind. has to be renewed. How many's ever heard stories you're like, oh, I don't know. That was then. This is now. That's why I love to hang around people that I see get miracles. Because I say if God did it for them, God can do it for. That's why I'll get on YouTube. I'll go to this chapter right here. And I'll read over and over and say, wait a minute. Is he still God? Can he do it still? Is he still a supernatural God? I tell you that he is raising up a people who will be so full of faith. Because what the enemy wants to do is he wants to attack. He don't even care about you coming to church as long as he can kill your faith. Somebody's about to get up. Put your hands together. Glory to God. Let's read this real quick. We got time in closing this. Now faith. Is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Keep, just keep going as I read. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Everybody say God made everything. By faith, Abraham offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. The last part, God testifying of his gifts and through it, he being. The fifth verse. By faith, I love this one. Enoch was taken away so that he did not see. And he was not found because God had. For before this testimony and before he was taken, he had the testimony that he pleased God. Now, I'm giving you tonight what God told me to give you. And I'm getting ready to close. I'm not going to read all these, but I'm going to go back to the, the, the latter part in just a second. I'm going, to, I'm going to recap something the Holy Ghost just told me. The enemy will mess with your faith. And you say, but wait a minute. When we do, what about when we don't see miracles? You keep believing. I told you the other night, somebody said to me, what if they don't get healed? And I said, but what if they do? I'm telling you that we're about to go to another level in the Holy Ghost. Because God's raising a people who will not get their eyes on people. And the pessimism and doubt that's sown into them. If you're not careful, you get all confused and you accept what God doesn't want you to accept. All right, thank you, young people. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. I'm going to go very quick now. Thank you so much up there. Keep going. 
7. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of God, things not seen and yet he moved with fear. And he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness. That's all right, keep going. I just want to recap on some of this. And became heir of the righteousness of God. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was, hold a second, when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Keep it right there and I'm going to close him. And I'm going to tell you the rest. You say, Pastor Dennis, what are you getting? And I'm telling you, this is what God gave this to me. I know, without a doubt, God gave. I know it's different than last night, but I'm telling you that God's getting ready to do something here tonight. I am telling you here tonight that the enemy has tried to so steal our minds and captivate that we can only go to a certain level with God. We go to a level that our reasoning is not stretched. But what about the level beyond our reasoning? What about when they come to Abraham who was wealthy and he says, I'm going to a city. I don't know where I'm going. And his family's like, you're crazy. No. God said, do it. Everybody say, God said. And on and on, this whole chapter talks about people that received their miracle because they believed God. You listen to me carefully in this last one minute. It is going to be imperative for the last day's church of the living God to have faith that God can do what he said he's going to do. Can I, can I be sweet and say this? There are some people that if I'm sick, I don't want them praying for me. I don't want them saying, it's all right, if it's okay, it's all right. I want somebody to pray or prayer of faith that they can get through. If God wants to take me, amen. But I'm going to pray until he does. And God just told me to tell you this. This is going to get me in trouble with some of you. I, I know it, I just, I just felt this. I've never said this in my whole ministry. God doesn't need anybody to make an excuse why there's no miracle. Because I prophesy to you by the Holy Ghost, if you never hear another word Dennis Wilson says, that the church of the living God is about to go to a level that the glory of God is going to raise the expectation that we see him as a God not only if he could have been there but because he is here all things are possible. <laughs>